Craft Beer Radio episode 1 million in binary on August 25th, 2023. I'm Shannon. I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Greg. And we got uh, Shannon's newest boyfriend on the music right there. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Noah Khan. She's can't stop listening to him. So figured we'd let the uh, show play him in. Uh, tonight we have some more beers from the trip. And let's do some stuff from Noah Khan's home state. Woohoo! So we will do... His, <laughs> we we're we're back on um mics uh non lav mics now because we feel like the audio suffered a bit when we were trying to do the lav mic. Yeah, I I spent some time. I tried like three different uh settings in a phonic, mm-hmm. and it just couldn't tease out a good sound. So back to the table mounted mics, and then we'll decide whether we all get the nice sure what are those SM eighty fives or something. The, like that? This is an M seven, M so it's it's cheaper than the SM eighty five. Uh, so you got to be a little bit closer to it. Uh-huh. Um, but it's, I think the SM eighty five is something like four hundred, and this was something like two fifty or so. Okay, so it's still, I mean, li- listen to that range. That dynamic range is fantastic. It's it's wonderful at like picking up the the parts of speech and not getting confused by other noises so it is a great microphone i use it for when i'm uh doing teleconferencing at home so mm-hmm. yeah very nice i'm trying to make sure they don't have any stratification this beer you're pouring by the way is arthur a farmstead ale from, from hill, hill farmstead, farmstead. Yes. yes six percent alcohol by volume uh, it is, um, American malted barley is the pure malt. It is their copyrighted farmstead ale yeast. And they, uh, they age these in folders, which are those gigantic, uh, oak, like they're like barrels, but huge. Yes. Wooden tanks, mm. large wooden tanks. Uh, yeah, no, Greg nailed it. Uh, we picked this up when we were up there on the trip. And smells delicious. What is it though? It's it's got a straw color. I think you may have mentioned that. I forget. Um, but it's not. It's it's very. Uh, it's transparent. Otherwise, it's not like translucent. You can see through it. It's not mm-hmm. easy. Yeah. It's not crystal clear, but it's giving us a pretty. Yeah, and there's just like a slight protein haze or something on it. So I'm getting definitely a citrus thing coming off of this. Mm-hmm. I almost want to say yuzu, which is a Japanese citrus that's kind okay. of like a cross between a lemon and a lime. Mm, I've never heard of it. I've heard of it. I don't think I've had the opportunity to try. If you ever had a, a ponzu sauce, that's no. a soy no? sauce with um, with yuzu juice in it. Oh, okay. And soy and citrus, they go really well together. Yeah, so there is that fruit up front, and it's kind of backed up by a kind of a... a bit of grass-like aroma, um, straw, barley malt kind of combination in there. You know, it all fits into the the feel of the name Farmstead Ale and Hill Farmstead. You know, it has a kind of a rusticness to it. It's not funky smelling or anything like that, but there is a bit of rusticness. So like, how do you define the difference in the two? I guess just orders of degree. And it's just barely 
a little bit, uh, you know, um, don't shake it around too much. <laughs> I assume these, these are, these are oak photos cause I'm, I'm smelling some oak knits mm-hmm. or at least some, some like vanilla like stuff that reminds me of old wood. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think practice, I mean, they do do some IPAs, but practically everything else seems to go through wood there. So. Okay. Getting a little bit of tartness on the nose as it now it's warmed a little bit. It reminded me like the kind of tartness that you almost get from like a Lindemans or something like that, where it's kind of surrounded by something sweeter. I had to, after a first sip, take another sip because I just, we just drank a little bit of coffee before. So my mouth was still in like a bitter stage and then getting a charge of sour from this, even though it's not particularly sour, it tasted extraordinarily sour uh, just okay. right that first sip. So I had to give another sip to, yep. <laughs> to <laughs> clear that off. Yeah, there's a fair amount of tang there. The nose was hiding it until the very end. Um, so it's funkier than a Saison for people who are looking for those mile markers of, you know, where we're turning. Uh, not quite lambic, but kind of a blend between the two. There's definitely a real funk in there, mm-hmm. but it's quick, kind of goes on my palate, it's going quickly. Yeah, it, it's got... I like the the idea of midway between, like a a lambic or or, re, or you know a really soured farmhouse and a, like a saison where there's just it's just sort of dusty, mm-hmm. uh, and so this is kind of yeah this is a a really interesting place for a beer to sit. I'm not sure I've had many that like are this in the middle between styles. Yeah. No, it, I agree. It's, you know, it's not something you get a ton of. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to think, uh, I'm not getting to my point quickly, but it, I mean, you do find some sours that are on the smaller side, like sour wise, like this one, but it's harder these days because all of the, Smaller sours are typically not this kind of sour, right? They're typically quick sours, like right, Goza's, right. lamb or Goza's and Berliner uh, Weisses, things like that. Now, I love, I love a wonderful sour that has tons of stuff going on, and I really am a huge fan of a saison that's dusty and has all this stuff going on. And while this is novel. And it's, I think it's really good and a really good drinker for, for what it is. There's also, because of what it's doing, I feel like it doesn't have that complexity of sour and it doesn't have that complexity of saisonness. So it's kind of in a weird spot. It's, I hear you, I hear you. And a lot of the time recently on this show, the good passive drinkers get overanalyzed and under like, like, Oh yeah. And I wonder if that's something here. Cause I think this is like a new cat, like a category I don't consider of like drinkable sour. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, that right. was it, my description was a, it's very drinkable, but it's, it's a, a lot harder to make sour. than Goza. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, so you're not going to see a bunch of these on, on the shelves. This is the Arthur from Hill Farmstead. 
Yeah, it's a weird question because I think that's probably why new styles become created, right? Because suddenly there's some beers that are trying to compete in things where you just have to – you can't use the same judging criteria that you would have used before. So I'm – yeah, I'm very – I'm torn because I think I, – I really do like it. But I think also having trouble finding those things that I that I really like about both sides of where it's where it's in the middle of. All right. This was bottled last June. I was curious because some of the flavors are kind of citrusy hop flavors. And I was wondering if they were uh you know, from the hopping or whatnot. Now, with that much age on it, it'd be unusual to be fresh hopped flavored. Right. But also, you know, like lambics and stuff use old hops and, you know, some lagers and things use first wort hopping, you know, which is putting it in before the boil. But some magic causes the hop flavor and aroma to still be there at the end, you know. Um, well, water is a solvent. I think it's more of the hops. Last I checked... The last time I researched it, science didn't have a good answer. And I know we talked about it before, and I, I'm guessing that I remember having a conversation online with some speculation of how things mm. happen. But And we talked about it with, um, remember Horst, that German guy on the beer trip that we were on? I mean, I, I remember talking to him about, actually, remember, I talked to him about photolysis. That, that's what I was interested okay. in. Um, but... I do, yeah, but I do remember talking about mm-hmm. stuff like other stuff. So I, I almost wonder, or you know, I'm not. I, I less want to prescribe how they made the beer, and then like more of like I've had beers where I've gotten flavors like this from things like her first wort hopping. I guess so. It's a suspect of how they got here with this. They do say American and European hops on here. They don't mention which hops there are. Shannon, what do hmm. you think? What's your opinion on this one? I really enjoy it, but it's just a very drinkable, subtle, sour, mm-hmm. in my opinion. There's not a lot of complexity to it. So, I mean, I don't know. I I, I really like it, but I think we're, we're in the same boat. Going to yeah. be, I, I mean, it's up against. It's hard to wax poetic about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's like this is good. There's a lot of stuff in here I like. I'd I'd like to drink this a lot. What else can I say about it? Oh, I'm with you. I think we've pretty much exhausted it. <laughs> so what topics do you got on your like notepad over there? Anything? Mm. Um, so I've been playing Baldur's Gate 3. Okay. I just kind of started. It's There's a lot to it. It's a Dungeons and Dragons game. Um, and uh, bing. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't turn my notifications off on my watch. <sighs> just, need to let your, just need to let your watch battery die like mine. Mine won't make any sounds. <laughs> you also won't be able to find your phone with your watch, will you? Oh, there you go. That's true. That That's one of the things I do like about these is like... <laughs> 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 I wonder if we're going to even catch those noises. Probably you know, it's, not. It's, it's the thing where we forget that we're using that AI to yeah, get rid of those noises. Good. So one of your favorite features on your watch is the find my phone. Yeah, I, I showed my mother that when we were on, uh, we were at the Cape, and she had no idea that it existed. And I was like, "Yeah, you should do. You should use this all the time. I use it all the time." 
I don't even try to remember my where my phone yeah. is. It's it's like it's one of those skills that you're going to lose. Like uh-huh. <laughs> because like remembering phone numbers, don't have to do it. Putting down your phone and trying having to remember where you put it, not a valuable skill anymore. Let no, you just have dead. to figure out a way to do that with your keys. Yeah. And it's one of those things where <laughs> your eyes will completely miss it even though you're looking like right in the area where it's at, mm-hmm. just because it's is an inconspicuous thing that you always expect to see anyway, so your brain just sort of ignores it, even though it's right there. Stupid brain. Don't ignore it this time. You know, we grew up to... We we evolved to not have to worry about little uh, plastic and glass squares. So <laughs> our brain is not yet to the point where these matter. <laughs> All right. Baldur's Gate 3. It's a D&D type game. Yeah. Uh, and... and um, sort of a top-down game so um or like you know diablo like so mm-hmm. you're, you're okay. clicking to move your guys around uh it's really deep it has a lot of different for different classes you can play and then uh different uh role-playing opportunities you have and different apparently passing i mean i haven't really read any spoilers about it i haven't gotten very far but uh it's complex and it's it's a lot so i'm kind of going slow because I do feel like it's one of those games, sort of like, um, I don't know if you've ever played old Civilization games, mm-hmm. but you can get lost in them. You, where where you, you start playing at five and it's... One more turn. It's one in the morning and you're just, like... Just one more turn. Wait a minute, how'd that happen? <laughs> uh, so I'm trying to, to go slower and just like take my time with it. I'm also trying to play it with, okay, what would my character do in this situation as opposed to... What's the best outcome in the game for me? Just to see what will happen if I play it. Because it's, you know, yeah. D&D, I feel like you, the best way to play a D&D is to really embrace not what do you feel is the best way to get all the gold or whatever, but the best way to play what your character would do. That's the that's the fun that I think you, that's the most fun to have in D&D. You can play it as a board game where you're trying to get points and stuff like that, but that's not as fun to me. What's your character's traits? So he is a wizard. He is, uh, pretty impressed with himself. Um, he is, you know, kind of arrogant about his skill. Uh, and he also, so he just got this message that indicates that he's on a, um, that, that he's on some sort of like, quest uh that and that he should use this power he's been given a lot in order to master it even though it feels like it's wrong but everybody else apparently had the same dream with somebody telling them that but my guy is totally I'm playing him like, oh, no, he believes it. Okay. <laughs> he thought, oh, that sounds awesome. So I'm going to do this. <laughs> Even though everyone else is saying, no, that that's obviously a trick. Okay. So we'll see where it goes. That's that's interesting. Probably will sell you short a little bit down the road, I would think. But. Does, again, it's a very replayable game, right? So I'm not that concerned if I make the wrong choices. I think that the fun of this game and, and in the stuff I was reading, the fun of the game is... Because I'm also talking to some other people who are playing it, and they've all taken different paths. Mm-hmm. So the fun is afterward, you know, coming back and saying, "Well, what did you do? This? Did you do that? Did you do that? Did you? How did you get past this? That's what did cool. you experience?" So yeah. So Allie's been playing D and D. 
Oh, really? Uh, online, like Discord, over Discord or something, playing D&D, but real on the board, you know, she she's a druid, and uh, but yeah, she's kind of getting into it, so. It's it's fun, and I think that it's it's a lot more culturally available now because there are so many, like, shows you can watch online of people playing D&D, mm-hmm. and so it demystifies a lot of it. And also when you see people playing online, they're playing, like, really excellent games with excellent dms who are building great worlds so it you're not you're unlikely to get that experience on just a uh, random game you play with some friends but you can get some of it i think it's like Mm -hmm. i think an example would be if you if you watch some excellent improv people you're gonna get a a maybe twisted example of what you might do in the first year of improv class. Okay. But you'll still have fun in your first year of improv class. I assume. But you won't be doing, you know, amazing scenes that like, like the grand day can do. Okay. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? What are you doing? Oh, I'm calling an audible and changing our initial order because the other Hill Farmstead is Anna. And I think it's pretty much the same beer, but dry hopped. So it was kind of tart. So I think instead of doubling up, let's do a palate cleanser Fair in enough. between. So have this you, is going to be... Shannon, have you ever played any D&D? No, I haven't. Are you curious at all about D&D? Am I curious? I... <sighs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's basically play acting with dice choosing... Like the the basic idea is play acting, an adventurer, and then dice decide the randomness of your of of your actions. Oh, okay. They work or not. So, but somebody is is sort of in charge of the game. That's the game master, and they and there are rules, although they're they can be flexible. And you're just sort of then, it's a sort of group adventure where everyone things happen, and if the GM is really good. Or if the game is designed well, then the whole context can change just based on the actions or interactions that you have. Mm-hmm. But how successful you are is determined by by dice. Luck. Luck. And in some cases also, though, if you're like really good at it, you can exploit the so some of the rules to your advantage. You can like because you have a basic economy of resources let's say you have like on your turn you can do an action but you also have maybe a bonus action and then maybe there's also something else you could do on your turn Mm -hmm. if you have a particular class um or how fast where you can move and so there's lots of ways in which you can if you're really good and you have a good understanding of the system you can do more than if you're just a novice at it Mm -hmm. but in general yeah it's basically the luck of your dice versus you know, how the DM is designed. I've played a ton of video games where they're RPGs, right? Mm -hmm. Never once have had the opportunity to play D and D. I mean, I probably have had the opportunity. I probably could have said, Hey Greg, next time (laughs) you and Nick are playing D and D, can I come? But you know, it just hasn't fallen into my lap, right? I haven't, I haven't wandered into a dungeon. (laughs) Well, again, like your, like your daughter, you could find something online and, and just get into it that way. It's a, it would be probably a good way to just sort of, I mean, although a game like you know Baldur's Gate would be a good way too, I think, because get you an idea of the system. Although it doesn't really handhold you through this, so you have to kind of figure it out if you don't know the rules. To this is, I believe, fifth it was edition. a period back in the day where I got pretty deep into a mud. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it's the same kind of thing. So what are we drinking? This is Dinner from Maine Beer Company. It's their double IPA. That is a presumptuous name. Well, their regular IPA is called Lunch. So it builds upon okay, that. Okay, I so. see. That's right. We had that last time, didn't we? We didn't. No. What did we have? We had something that was along the same lines. We have breakfast, Maybe breakfast. or brunch or <laughs> or liner or we we only had. We had I only brought home two beers dessert. from Maine: lunch and dinner. And I don't know. I just decided we'd do dinner now because because it's like, dinner time. I feel like we did lunch before. Anyway, um, oh, we have. I mean, back in the day, we have had it before. Because it was available in Pittsburgh occasionally. No, I feel like, like, literally, like, I, I don't know why I do then. Promise you that we haven't. Okay. 8.2% on this double IPA. Mm. What were we saying? No. Nothing. Okay. I was saying we could check our index, but. Mm. That'll take time. Let's get this train chat GPT on us. And <laughs> yes. Big we, and orangey, orangey tangerine aroma. So okay, um, guess the hops. Guess the hops. Um, you can play too. Well, let me. I mean, it's, it's fun. To, even if you like, one of them is 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 out there. Really? Yeah. I think I've heard of it before. We've probably talked about it before, but it's 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 out there. The name's out there. Let's go with Mosaic and Mandarina Bavaria. Okay, there are four. Okay. You, you stole my. I was gonna say mosaic. Okay. Uh, four. So I would throw in some galaxy. I'd throw in centennial. Ooh. And or maybe cascade. And, maybe cascade. And any other guesses? No, I like. I can centennial tell you when you're missing and, the, on the room. I can totally smell it. So really. Mm-hmm. Well, you are. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's true. Oh, Simcoe. Sim, mm, Sim so the answer is you got two right Mosaic and Simcoe. Uh, the Sea Hop is actually Citra. Oh, okay. And but, the one that's out there is Falconer's Flight. Okay. Yeah, that's, isn't that wild? Falconer's Flight. Like, like I said, I've heard of it, but I don't know. I think it's a New Zealand hop that uh, it's it's one of two things. It's either a new New Zealand hop or it's an ancient English hop. Uh, <laughs> it's foreign to me. Uh, it's a proprietary blend of Pacific Northwest hops. Oh, uh, F. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. It includes the seven C hops. Cascade, oh. Centennial, Chinook, Citra, Cluster, Columbus, and Crystal. So you're kind of you were kind of right all along. I guess, <laughs> except for what I thought Falconer's Flight was. Yeah. I was I guess two regions that were absolutely not there. So yay, me. In addition to experimental varieties developed by Hop Union. Mm-hmm. Not Hopsteiner. Mm-hmm. Who Greg down in New Zealand uses Hopsteiner. I think he thought we were like joking that it was a fictitious. Well, uh, I kind of was, so we even oh, nailed it. Okay, Greg or Greg, if you're nasty, <laughs> I like this. This is kind of old school, but still not bitter. It has those big, dense West Coast juicy hop flavors that you'd get back in the day. Usually accompanied by a teeth stripping, enamel eating, bracing bitterness. 
but this doesn't have it. So I'm enjoying, or is it there? And has my palate just changed so much that I don't taste bitter anymore? No, no, I don't taste any bitter. No, it, it's um, it's using its hops well. Um, it's still, I think, a little bit on the sulfury side because I think what it's missing is it's missing a deeper malt backbone. I would have appreciated a little bit more sweetness here. I think it has it though. I, I'm getting. I want I want something a little bit more caramelly. Okay. In this, I want something a little bit, yeah, just a little. Oh, this mic's noisy. <laughs> wow. Your mic is yes. real noisy. Hmm. Shame on me. You got a nasty mic there. We should clean it next time. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, um, the malts here are two row caramel 40L carapils and dextrose. I'm. Yeah, I think like they could have used, I don't know. I, you know, I, it, it's obvious. Oh, I would say just put Maris Otter in here. But I feel like you could have gotten something a little bit more caramelly. And I think that might have stood up more here to get a little bit of the sulfury edge off. Okay. I'm enjoying this. I think that it has, for this kind of IPA, the juicy resiny. IPA. This one brings it for me. I'm really enjoying this. I appreciate that it's not a hazy. I I <laughs> totally am on board. Although it is a little hazish, but it's not like it's not a hazy. It's not oats and no. wheat and kvik yeast. Yeah, I think the haze the haze here is just you know proteins and stuff like that. It's not mm-hmm. trying to be something. But yeah, it's um pretty good. Mm. For me, it's I can't drink it very fast. Well, we'll I think we'll it's wait. the sulfury. Yeah, it, it's it's also pretty high in alcohol, so I mean, it's got it's got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of flavor that it's hitting you with. Um, but it, it the nice thing is it really does not end bitter and and just like with that with a just rip your face off bitterness. Which I think Jeff, you were talking mm-hmm. about how that's old style crap that fortunately seems like we're done with yeah unless you go by an arrogant bastard right. or something like that right. <laughs> which again i do think we should try again yeah, just to be like sure. wow that is what people loved 14 years ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh just because i think it's hilarious and greg and i talked about this real briefly before sorry Grandpa, but lk99's back mm-hmm. this is that superconductor that was a thing and everyone got excited about it and then labs tried to reproduce it and just last week literally last week we were like uh it it flashed out it's nothing and then just today on tom's hardware it's like it's back baby they there's a different manufacturing process there uh conveniently uses, a lot more difficult than it was yeah, before using a gas deposition kind of um a vapor de- deposition method and then like a like silicon's involved now which mm-hmm. wasn't involved before so and the a patent apparently was updated so i don't know maybe it'll change the world i love it i love that it's back and next week it'll be gone again it, feel, it feels like one of those things where oh no we we did it like just are trying to delay more. It, it feels very cold fusion like, right? Mm, yeah. Where it's like, oh no, 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 no. We we gave you the incorrect thing here. It's a lot harder to do it, and everyone's gonna try again and gonna get the same things. And it's like, and then they're just going to go on the like talk show market, 
you know, like, like the cold fusion guys did and just be like, no, no, it really did work. And it's just the science, the, the entire apparatus of science is keeping us down. Whereas as if like, if a company found cold fusion, they wouldn't be like, let's exploit this right away. <laughs> Or, or or a superconductor. Like no one is trying to keep down something like this. This is important. People would be people will happily pay money for the patent. Yeah, let's get some rinsey rinses here so we don't bring the hop juice along with the next. Bring one. the hop juice. So let's see. I put so on our Discord, join our Discord, everybody, if you haven't yet. I put up some new, uh, some new channels, a topic suggestions channel for uh, stuff you would like us to talk about, a music suggestions channel if you have any idea for intro music. Uh, there already is a recommendations channel for beers and stuff like that. There's, like we said, what are you brewing? What are you drinking? Uh, if you want to inform everybody, it's that some new thing you have or what you're tasting or whether it's good or bad, join in the conversation and. We'll probably at some point do like a live show that we'll stream on Discord ooh, and maybe ooh. invite people to come in. That and would be it. fun. Yeah. Ooh, look at that cap. I'm not sure if Arthur had that cap, but Anna has a fancy So cap. it's a cap with a little plastic kind of, how would you oh. describe that? Plumbus? <laughs> it's, it's got a little plastic ring in it. It's hard. It's, it's it's not it's not it's not a silicone type yeah. of uh it's not pl- or pliable at all it's very i don't know what that it's is it's designed to give it a better seal right it's a it's a cork cap all in one i guess that that does make a little bit of sense it looks kind of like if you imagine a pizza and you have the little plastic table in the middle uh <laughs> this is a plastic ring so the, it's hollow but it's sort of in the middle of the the um, bottle cap and I guess yeah the bottle would go around it and then this would still dip now into the bottle a bit so maybe it helps keep oxygen out mm-hmm. like you said like a so not even so like cork would allow oxygen through this is more of an extra sealant yeah more than just the the little gasket on the top yeah. of the cap this is Anna this is a uh, hi Anna either Anna, Anna. I think Anna is a different grain bill than Arthur, um, and I don't know if Anna is... Well, all- I mean, it, it, they just say American malted barley, so... Okay. Yeah. The, is Anna always Motueka dry hopped, or is this a special Motueka dry hopped? They say the same thing, um, European and American hops. Okay. They do add Vermont wildflower honey. Oh. All right. So, I presume this is a variant of Anna that is dry hopped with Motueka. Uh, oh, so, okay. So th- th- it's specially mentioned on the... Um... Yeah, so it's right there. Okay. Okay, I do see Anamotueka on the side here. So I'll go to that one. Yeah, dry hop with Motueka hops grown uh, by Freestyle Farms in Upper... Greg, don't don't throw me shade. Upper Moter, New Zealand? M-O-U-T-E-R-E? Upper Mut. Mutari, Upper Muter, Upper Malter. This has been bottle conditioning since December 8th. December 8th, 2022. Yep. 6.2% ABV. Okay. So other than that, I think it's, yeah, very, 
it's similar. It's a little maybe no. I think I it's lighter say, than the than Arthur. Don't yeah, I you? had my hand on it. And I was like, oh, it's darker. And then as soon as I moved my hand out, I was like, no, it's just reflecting my hand. <laughs> but it may be a bit lighter. It's just still a straw color. It had mm-hmm. a, a significant foamy head when you poured it. It's gone down significantly since then. The aroma is pretty tight right now. Like it's not giving up a ton of things. If I, I want to say I can smell the honey, but if I wasn't just told there was honey, and I don't, don't think I'd be yeah, there. No, yeah, I think it. not smelling anything. I just sort of instinctively just went in for a sip. Yeah. So I won't talk about it until you've done your sips. But interesting, I think definitely a very, you know, just a play on Arthur itself. A lot fuller. Like the kind of similar flavor, but a lot fuller. It's a big, it cuts the the big thing up front that's in front of I, whether it's Arthur with more stuff or not. I don't know, but the thing that I'm tasting that tastes like it's in front of Arthur is more of like a grape flavor, like almost like a a sweet green grape or something like that with a little bit of tang to it. Is the way it came across. It's from the honey and the dry hops yeah. and things, but it came mm-hmm. across grapey. And I'm getting some of the hops. At the end, um, but Motuac is a weird one because it it's got that vanilla thing, so it's not like a it's not a bitter hop, nor is it a tropical hop or a resiny hop. It's a it's a, it's got this weird kind of stone fruit thing going on. That's like how it's coming. Thing. That's how it's yeah. coming across in this is is some kind of underripe tart stone fruit now the tart might all be coming from the the proprietary yeast yeast in the farmhouse rustic nature of the beer and whatnot the honey comes and goes i thought i tasted it like the 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 mouthfeel from fermented honey and stuff in the first taste and then second taste i didn't really get it i didn't i'm not getting any honey maybe it's well, it's very tart to me. So the Anna talks about Vermont wildflower honey. The Anna Motueka doesn't say anything about honey. Oh, okay. But that doesn't mean that it's, but I figured that since it's Anna, it, no, okay, never mind. It does have the honey in there as okay. an adjunct. So it's just another one that's not built for review on the show, it seems. It's hard to, to be too super See, poetic I think about. this one, the bigger, yeah, it, it, it's a bit bigger in a little... Uh, it's more complex than Arthur, I think, but I don't, I'm not able to pull anything out in particular. Yeah, I, I don't I know can't. if it's necessarily more complex, but it's more, it's louder, right? It, okay, it's, louder, yeah. There's a lump on the tongue, like a lump of flavor, mm-hmm. right? When you take a sip and it kind of lands on your tongue. But can you can you pinpoint what it is? It's it's like a grapey thing for me. That's Just the most, grapey the thing. The combination yeah. of everything comes across as kind of like a, a macerated green grapey thing. I feel more plums. Okay. I can get the plum. I think. Yeah. Um, but I guess they're kind of similar fruits in in a lot of ways and in, in taste if you really think about it. So plums t- can be a little bit deeper but not necessarily compared to red grapes not really um i mean there's so many styles of grapes now they're, they're grapes that they have that taste like cotton, cotton candy, candy. <laughs> yeah, i mean like 
grapes are, are I bet you those make good wine. <laughs> it depends on the person. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I'm I'm sure someone could do something with it to make a good wine. Probably not a, like a, I don't think a cotton candy wine would be great, but I think you could use that as a flavor hmm. to and entice something out of it with the right yeast and the right uh, aging. Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah, wine that tastes like cotton candy does not feel like that's inspired, like an inspired creation. So Moscato. Me, I know a bunch <laughs> of people who would drink it though. Oh, oh I can imagine it'd be real. It, it'd be <laughs> very popular with the kids. <laughs> Boom Farm <laughs> cotton candy. Bartles and James. <laughs> I take a shot of that at the bar. A shot of like a cotton candy. Oh, liquor. yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. If you can make it smooth. What would you chase it with, though? Uh, probably like um, like a Dr. Pepper or something. Some some cherry thing. Oh. I mentioned him last week. I am so in love with the How to Drink pod, or YouTube channel. <laughs> His name isn't Greg. He's the guy who does a bunch of cocktails and uh-huh, things like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, oh, it's so good. Like, you learn so much about how to make different drinks and you just your cocktail preparation techniques. But then he does a ton. Like I mentioned last week he does a ton of different um, genres of shows. And some of them are just like um, customers who, like bar tickets of like awful special requests or <laughs> like we watched one last night of drinks from like colonial times and earlier you know um there was a couple that things in there like um the ethan allen is hard cider and rum or no hard cider and bourbon and mint and um I was so mad because I had a can of cider here. I had just drank a cider about 20 minutes before I watched that. Uh, and I was like, it's the only can. It's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Fuck you, Greg. <laughs> Why didn't you come on 20 minutes earlier? Um, but uh, I really enjoy that show. Can't recommend it more. And yeah, it, it's really fun it's, to watch. It he yeah, yeah, everyone should give it a try. It's how to drink on YouTube. That reminds me that when I was in um, oh, by the way, first of all, I'm looking at the other cap, and you'll notice that it has the same thing, but just a lot le- a lot more recessed. Well, this one's kind of a normal right, cap like, liner. I think that the thing that we're talking about yeah. is a much more embossed version mm-hmm. of the standard cap liner. Yeah. Just I just noticed that out of the corner of my eye. But in terms of YouTube channels, I was trying to explain to my parents at the house wh- why they were doing their uh, dishwasher slightly wrong. And they say, you know what? Let's just watch it. <laughs> and I interested in the technology connection. We watched that and they were like, that's a gr- that was great. Let me get the, you know, this guy's thing. And I said, yeah, let's watch the toaster one after that. And they love that too. Yeah. We're kind of addicted to that one too. Yeah. Yeah. We went down the rabbit hole six months ago or something mm-hmm. on technology connection. He's just a, it's just a great show. The guy's name is Alec, Alec something. It, 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 he just, it's really well done. He has a unique style that, that really works for him. Uh, and a sense of humor that also works for him. I love his shirts too. Yeah. Yeah. But also in, in a way that doesn't feel like he's talking down to you when he's talking about subjects that are, yeah, that yeah. are, um, relatively complex. And he goes, 
into every corner of a subject, mm-hmm. especially like the the CEDs. There, he did a five episode series on the RCA capacitive elect- <laughs> yeah. uh, electronic disc. Shannon had a CED player when she was a kid. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, just that you had like one of those things. I remember I wanted an Intellivision or something like that. Real. I, I remember seeing it in the store. There was this thing that had. No, you know, it was a Philips thing. It was like a CD thing, but it had some Zelda games. And it was before I even had a Nintendo, but it was like, I could play a Zelda game. And apparently they were terrible Zelda games. But I remember wanting it in the store and then Frank forgetting about it. And then seeing stuff later about how these were like the worst Zelda games, the worst Zelda properties ever made. And Nintendo doesn't even acknowledge it anymore. The first video game console that I got was the Odyssey. The Odyssey, okay. That, I'm trying to remember which one that was, because that's, wow. Was that, that Coleco, I think? I don't know. The Odyssey. And I, I was playing computer games well before, well before I got to, I got a Nintendo. Magnavox Odyssey. There you go. Hmm. Does it show a picture? Yeah, it has a. Yep. Oh, that no. is the clunkiest. Oh, no, that's not freaking. the one that I had. Oh, no? No. Oh, here's the one that I had. All right. She's showing us on, on, on a picture. Looks like a speaking spell. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen, I've, oops, sorry, microphone. I've seen this before. Never played it, but I've seen it. I mean, I've seen, I'm looking at the Wikipedia version, and this looks yeah, like that's the one. Okay, so it has a little bit of a keyboard thingy on. Mm-hmm. So it reminds me of like the first computer that I ever had was a TRS eighty. Then I think a year or so after that we got a a, a window, not a Windows, <laughs> way before Windows. <laughs> we got a IBM, probably. Uh, it, it was a it was a clone IBM clones. It was four megahertz, and. Yeah, and we had a monitor that was a CJ monitor that you could change the the color of the text with with a button. Ooh, the great! Was, it was uh, pretty cool. My first computer was uh, uh, what three generations after yours. It was the Candy Color Computer Three. Mm. So, I remember convincing my parents to first get a heart, larger hard drive and then an EGA card so I could play Wing Commander. Too. On the TRS-80? Oh, on the Mm-mm. PC. Okay. Yeah, we never had... I don't know. They probably didn't have hard drives for, for those computers. First Christmas when I got it, came with the cassette deck. Yeah, no, and, I, I, yeah, I got it. And the, loading games from cassettes were awful. And then, I probably told the story before, but there was a magazine you could get for the color computers. It's called Rainbow. And there's a magazine with code in it. So yeah. imagine, like, I don't know, a 12, 11-year-old trying to transpose code. Never went very well. I had to beg my mom to type in the code for me. <laughs> but you could order the programs on cassette in the mail. Mm. And one of the times, they just got totally magnetically damaged wow. in transit. And I'd have to, I, I'd try to load the game like five or six times to get it to work. And it was so frustrating. Where in hindsight, it's like, just write the company. They'll send you another tape. Right. But it was like, oh, my You're God. a kid. You don't know you can do that. Yeah. 
Um, and then the following Christmas got the oh floppy God. drive that plugged into the ROM port. And I remember seeing something about these controllers. That is one of the worst designs I've ever seen for a controller. A terrible <laughs> design. It it's got so okay. <laughs> Boy, how do you explain this? It's it's like a little um a little box, like a what kind of box is that like? Is there anything that, that's sort of similar to that? Um, it, well, it's almost like something you would um, pay a quarter at like a museum to to like, <laughs> to make it play the audio, right? Where you have two yes. wheels on the side, yeah, and there's two wheels on the side apparently that you're controlling the horizontal and the vertical, and then there's a a knob for English, which I guess is in terms of like like a pool English mm-hmm. that kind of thing, and there's a reset button on the top. So I guess you're playing like. Pong type games or yeah. things like that. Yeah, I, I suppose. And yeah, the English would kind of give the the projectile a bit of a spin as it goes, right? Or bowling. Well, or ping pong, like like you actually play in real mm-hmm. table tennis. But that's wild. That's stupid and a, amazing. And like not at all. I mean, like I remember the you know the old Atari controllers are still you know everything was boxy. It never had the the idea of conforming to a hand was just not something that was it did, that didn't come about until like the the later eighties. Not till the PlayStation. Well, no, because they had like I know that the Sega Genesis had like a kind of curve to it. Okay. So it was, okay. It was trying to do that. PlayStation was downright futuristic, and the same with the Nintendo Super Nintendo. Right, it had like the the bubbles mm-hmm. at the end yeah, as opposed okay. to just just a square the um the paddles for the atari were more form-fitting though the knobs that you could use to play the games like breakout and stuff like that i don't remember them very well i thought they were still kind of boxy i remember the, they they, the had, they had a radius to them they were they fit in the palm better okay i, I remember the intellivision controller another terrible controller because it was a square with a knob on top and then i think they had uh a, a number pad, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. I think the Coleco had a number pad too. Yeah. Just the the those weird days when people had no idea what they were making and they were just experimenting and did not. I just figured out what I need to get you for your birthday. What's which is, that? Which is tomorrow, by the way. So everyone wish Greg a happy birthday a week happy late, a couple days late when you get this. Um, it's how many times the earth has traveled around the sun since I was, since I have been, was expelled from my mother's uterus. It's totally cool. And so, it's probably several million light years in the universe away since the sun has mi- moved. Million light years? I don't no, know. I don't think no. so. Well, I'm just <laughs> saying big numbers. Million parsecs. No, not even parsecs. It's even bigger than light years. <laughs> 12 parsecs. <laughs> Tashi run. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I'll wait till Shannon gets back. Mm-hmm. Sorry to leave you. Um, but what, like, are you going to tell me what this I'm going to build suspense until right, Shannon gets okay. back because she'll enjoy the conversation. Shannon, we're waiting on you. Tell us you're ready three times. <laughs> All right. We just poured one of the, I bought a bunch of beers from Allagash on the trip. That was like our first big stop. And we took the seller's tour at Allagash and got the drink beer from a fooder. We got the drink couple limited releases and then they had beer for sale that was just for sale for people at the seller's tour. And this is one of them. This is Needles. It's a rum barrel aged beer from Allagash. 
The contents are under pressure, so open cautiously. It's 10.6% ABV. Oh, good. And it was bottled <laughs> on September 12th, 2018. 2018, pre-COVID, pre-pandemic. Oh. So don't want to expose this to COVID, otherwise it might get sick. <laughs> All right. So I figured out what we're going to get Greg for his birthday. It's kind of late. No. Okay. Technically, you're early. Technically... Birthday is just the state of mind. Okay. PA Pinball. We're going to take him to PA Pinball. Oh, that would be fun. It's this place down in Beaver that has like 400 like uh, retro video game machines and pinball machines and stuff like that. And you pay like hourly or, you know, like go in for like a session of two hours, something like that. I mean, I'll definitely do that. But to be honest, no, I would prefer, let's say, either escape room. I love those. Or you guys can go do the one that they're using the submarine over there at the museum. (laughs) That's maybe or like, a putt putt, the one of those indoor putt putt things that you can drink okay. out would be fun. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's BYOB at the uh, PA Pinball. I thought you'd love. Oh, okay, sorry, that's my idea though. Is no, like, no, I like. I'm not against it, but there's so many old games, like the old Budweiser like game. Yeah, like well, I I recently when Nick was here went to a uh, there's an arcade, a smaller one in the Strip where they have a bunch of uh, a bunch of pin. Uh, pinball machines and really old games and it was fun for like an hour and then it kind of and and I, like all those old games are so they're lacking in depth that it it just felt like uh every time i play one i'm not really into it anymore so i didn't have as much fun as I thought I would. Oh, okay. That's the, that's the, the reason why I'm a little less you? like, yeah, exactly. The the nostalgia of it was not. I was like, man, a sit down spy hunter. This is awesome. And rampage and, you know, older ones, Frogger, just playing freaking Frogger. Frogger and... was fun. <laughs> Frogger turns out to be a pretty fun game. Uh, but you know, like how long can you play it before you just like, okay. And, Spy Hunter, another one. It's just could have been better. Could have been more you know, playable. All of these games, they they don't. I I feel like video gaming has moved on so significantly from them that they just like the, I still, you know, Pac Man still can draw me in when something is designed really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be kind of timeless, but I don't know. Spy Hunter was more nifty than timeless yeah yeah no i hear you it was one that was that's like the that's my number one like nostalgia video game uh-huh. like it was at the arcade when we went on vacation up the conneaut lake one year and i you know got all the quarters i could get my hands on went into spy hunter so like that's you know that's the reason that that one is when I say, you know, retro nostalgia for me, it's Spy Hunter. But yeah, the the one down at PA Pinball, I did did not didn't do great. You know, that's that's another thing. I, I do feel like, especially Pac Man, it it does feel like a game where if you played it a a couple times more than standard, you'd, you you can get good at it. Mm-hmm. Whereas those other ones, a lot of it is just you're. It, it's not so much that. You'd be lucky to to you'd have to spend a lot to get to the point where you understand the patterns. Yeah. I mean, nice um, nice thing about that is 
you know, it's it's an entry fee, so you yeah. can play whatever you want, oh, that's nice, as many yeah. as you want. You don't have to put in tokens to play. So, like I said, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but if you're looking for things to get to like to to make to make that part of my brain go woo, escape rooms, escape rooms, and I think the putt putt stuff would be great too. Okay, I would pass on the escape rooms, but I'll definitely join you on the podcast. She's worried about claustrophobia. Yeah. No, you're not Um, going to be claustrophobic. Because usually, almost all of them, there's one one that I played with was just a really big room, but almost all of them, they open up into multiple rooms. And if you freak out... And you're so busy trying to solve problems that you're not really thinking about it. And if you do freak out, you just, there's an escape button. Yeah, you can just just go out. Let me out. Walk outside. Yeah, but I'd be mad at myself for paying all that money to go into the escape room in the first place and then having to hit that button. So then I would just, I wouldn't do it. So then I would just suffer through it. I... I think that's that, what I'm afraid. Anyway, I, I, yeah, I, think I, I understand your reluctance. The, the but adrenaline I think of the problem solving, you'd forget about it real quick. You'd be like, oh, my God, look at that. That's as, so, yeah. as long as it's not the submarine one. Yeah, no, I, yeah that one I could. But no, I think I think it'd be, it'd be fun to, to do one with you because I think you'd find it a lot more um, a, a lot more exciting than you're thinking. The submarine one, that one probably there's no bones around that one being claustrophobic. Right. Because yeah. have you been on the rec one? I haven't, no. So at the Carnegie Science Center here in Pittsburgh, on the river, they have this World War II submarine. Oh, no, I have been in that, yeah. Um, moored. I, I don't think it ever actually served in World War II. Like, it was commissioned, like, right at the end or something. But um, it's the USS Requin. And I've toured it. It's been a while. But you could imagine a diesel submarine from 1944 – not having very many spacious amenities mm-hmm. and turning that into an escape room. There's okay. So the upside is the, you won't have like fake knobs and dials and buttons. You'll have a bajillion real knobs, dials and buttons, but also everything's going to be I'm sure, gonna be I'm so sure those are not like legitimately like hooked up. Like, they're not the old stuff because they they wouldn't want you to break the actual old thing. So it's just going to be new crap that they might be. But there's where you, there's like I don't know. I I have more I don't know. I have more faith because you can't like build like you can't put drywall in there. There's no room. You know you can't build new stuff. Or either you're going to just like stick obvious new construction on eighty year old control panels and you're gonna be like oh there's the button you know <laughs> or you're gonna like have to get under the panels and hook up the real stuff if you hook up the real stuff that's a pretty damn cool escape room yeah but i don't think you're gonna do that because you have yeah. a bunch of public going through there the real stuff's gonna I, break I and you don't want i think they're happen. done with the tours i think it's kind of like this is their last ditch effort to i think people like don't care about touring it, the submarine anymore so i get it that's kind of the impression that I got yeah. when I saw it on the news recently that they were yeah. turning it into escape room. But I, actually, I don't think it's a permanent thing. I think it's temporary. It's only for a couple of months. No, oh. but I don't know. Lame. I don't know. We'll so what's this beer we got? This is Needles, the rum barrel aged beer from Allagash. Allagash. Ten point five percent wild ale. Uh, dark, right? I mean, sort of toffee like. A little bit lighter than that, but. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the color, sort of a tannish. Getting, I'm getting, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I, you're probably getting more than me. I'm getting more of the like barely like oak malt 
I'm not getting like the rum, like that molasses-y rummy let's, let's rum. switch here. Oh. It's my ears. Yeah, mine has more kind of sour notes than yours okay. in the aroma, I feel like. Would you like to smell mine? It's subtle. Hmm. I think mine smells more sour. Interesting. Oh, the back has a lot of information. I don't know if the website has this, but it started as a sour brown ale brewed uh, with Pilsner Munich Special B caramel melts with caramel malts with additional touch of flaked maize. American yeast takes care of the primary fermentation before we had PDO, lacto for souring. Needles was sealed in oak barrels, previously used for aging rum at New England Distilling. Finished beer grains, or finished beer gains a deep, yeah, I, I can see what color it is. Um, and we'll figure out the flavor. Well, that's because you've opened the bottle. I mean, technically, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. you may not have opened the bottle before you read the thing on it. But, okay, I taste the rum at the end for sure. Did you notice the label, though? Yeah, Compass Rose. Compass, yeah. Okay. I like Compass Roses. Big fan. Oh, that's the needle. It's the Compass Needle. Got it. Cool. I thought it was needles like, <laughs> I don't know, like jaggy plants, like briars or something. Jaggers and that. Oh, boy. The flavor has this kind of um, apple-y um, kind of tart apple or something I'm getting. Is that rhubarb in there? Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I can get behind that. Yeah, definitely. I was thinking, like, is it prickly pear? But it's not. But rhubarb's way closer to what I was thinking. The rum's really apparent. Like it really, I, I really taste the rum here. Um, it, it's especially at the end and, and you it adds a sweetness the whole time through. I can taste it. I think it really stands oh, out. Oh, I can taste it in yours. Yeah. Mm, mix them. Um, this, you know, it, it, the sourness is not as complicated as you probably would want. Like I'm thinking this is, this this is more outbrewn than like Flandersy, uh, and yeah. When they say like uh, starts out as a brown ale, mm-hmm. makes you think it's headed toward and the, and the ingredients, right? Pilsner Munich Special B, Elbrun. It's probably where they want to go, mm-hmm. and then like, hey, let's throw this, you know, silly let's throw thing some pedio in, in there. <laughs> well, which is kind of a weird twist, but I don't dislike it. I mean, it's kind of par for the course for the souring culture on our old brune putting it in rum barrels is the, the yeah. big twist mm-hmm. yeah and it does make it for 10.5 very drinkable it's i really like this really? i on the nose it's really sour but i don't taste the the on the, the palate it doesn't the, it there's the sourness isn't there it's not me, tart it's not sour it's very drinkable mm-hmm. I think it is tart. For me, the tart fruit flavor like kind of wipes out the big booziness, the extra sour. It's it kind of is around that appley rhubarb thing is where I'm focused on this beer, where my center of gravity is. What's interesting to me is how four beers in, right? I, there's yet to be one that's wowed me yet. 
And these are a lot of beers that you'd think would be. Yeah, no, I brought back. I brought mm-hmm. back Wales Galore. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, there's definitely not one I'd throw out in the bunch. Yeah, no, no. I, I, my, my, no. my impression of the flight is. I'm super duper pleased. I'm enjoying everyone. Mm-hmm. I would like it even more if we went off on this tangent, picking out a thousand flavors in a beer. But in short of that, it's super fun and got plenty of things to talk about. The um, the mugshot, <laughs> the mugshot that shook the world. So my first comment was, I feel wrong for looking at like that. The, the mugshot makes you feel wrong for looking at it. Why? The stare, the glare. Oh, I I just thought. Isn't it weird that thirty five percent of the country, this this gremlin is their hero? Yeah. yeah. Well, is it only thirty five percent? Probably. The ones who consider him a hero. Yeah. I, I don't really. I don't necessarily want to talk about the person in the photograph. I want to talk more about the photograph, but we can get to the person if you want. But like, my first thought was like that glare. It was makes intentional. Me, makes well. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah absolutely. <laughs> makes me feel like I shouldn't be looking at this photo. It makes me feel like wrong for looking at the photo. That was my that was Weird. my first visceral reaction. And then one of my coworkers uh, found this comparison that it's the Kubrick stare. Stanley Kubrick there, and then they had it right beside um, Private Pile doing the stare at the end. You know, like head tilted forward, eyes up, basically. Peak maniacy, right? And then there's a shot from Clockwork Orange and a clock. And a shot from um the Jack Nicholson one. Uh, Maybe I'm adding my own thing to it, but it just looked like a petulant five year old to me. Like just a like it was like mad you took away my dump truck. Pretty much what the person is, yeah, isn't it? Exactly. Well, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Kubrick stare. So I, I don't know. There's, yeah, there's, there's like a he's going for a menacing quality to it, but I, I'm just not afraid of the guy anymore. I, I mean, I'm, I'm more afraid of the people who he can influence, influence. Mm-hmm. But yeah, kinda. All right, I'm seeing that 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 comparison, and I guess, but again, I think <laughs> it's it's a it's a bit of a stretch. But people are just going to put. He looks a lot like Private Pile, <laughs> like more than the other two, more than Jack Nicholson. People are just going to put whatever they want to on 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 yeah. that, and that was the point. That's why he didn't like do a smile, like you know, or anything like that, because yeah. he wanted to get across that he's fighting. What 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 was funny to me is he put his first. He actually did a Twitter post, which kind of shocked me because I and I don't suspect he'll do many more of them because I, I I don't think like he has his own little fiefdom however dumb it is a true social why would he go to another network where somebody could still kick him off right why would he ever go to that again i think he was just using it to to put that out i i definitely expect people to put that on t-shirts and stuff like that both people who support him and who don't uh and the 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 message that he put out though was election interference Never surrender exclamation point donaldjtrump.com. And I'm not the only one who noticed this, but it did seem funny that this was a picture of him surrendering to the authorities. 
So the never surrender Don't part. Don't let facts get in the way of a good yeah. story. <laughs> and surrendering for what? He's accused of election interference. Mm-hmm. So. And I keep remembering this tweet he did way back when in his presidency where he tweeted, presidential harassment! Exclamation point. Like, the ostensibly the most powerful person in the free world is like, oh my god, I'm being harassed. Just a whiny little bitch. Sorry to anybody who still, for some reason, likes the guy. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, the people in this room don't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the, the people in this room are not fans. We were we went to um, Hitchhiker, stopped at the food truck, have some dinner yesterday and some beers. First time a Hitchhiker since we got back from vacation. But her yeah. phone popped up, a notification, and it's like, you know, it said Trump's mug shot, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And my eyes only caught Trump shot. <laughs> and um, a little skip a, skip a beat. Like, yeah. 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 I'm like, they shouldn't put that in the notification. People are going to get mm. excited. <laughs> It, I mean, it. All in all, it's it's much more important that he got indicted than the 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 mugshot itself. But hey, I understand to a point. This is the news has to. They have to make a story about everything, and they got to get your eyes. So they'll do whatever they can. And this is, I mean, this is a this is a story. There's no doubt. This is a story. It's yeah. a sad story. It's a pathetic story about our country. It's it's a story that will still entice you to to watch. And that's important. Whatever it's about, it's a story that is intriguing in some way. I do like how the president can't pardon Georgia election, uh, Georgia state uh, crimes. So he still has to be convicted. He's still innocent until proven guilty. What's there? So that's uh, what, what's this next? Hearth order? of the homestead. Hearth, going from a farmstead to a homestead. Oh, stand on track now. Bellflower Brewing. Uh, okay, so we're going barley wine. So we're so we're going from ten point five to twelve point five. Oh my gosh! Just turn it up to standard. We skipped eleven. We're turning mm-hmm. it up to twelve. So let's see, uh, English malts, house yeast from barreled souls, and yeah, another darker one. This one a little bit more dark. This one a little bit more in like the the tannish toffeeish color. Not a lot of sour on this one. <laughs> no, no, you get a, you get a malt, but not in that like bread pudding, super juicy, sweet, syrupy malt like we got last week from the Sabago. Um, that was barrel aged. So that probably helped that get there. This one has more of a almost like a effervescent, spritey kind of fizz malt aroma. Like there's a carbonic or like a, a lemon essence to the nose. I'm letting this warm up a bit. It felt still felt a little cold, even though it's been out for a while. Um, I'm pulling some dark chocolate out of this on the nose, for sure. Yeah, I'm pulling some like Hershey's. Hershey's? 
Yeah. It's milk chocolate. There's a sweetness here that I'm mostly getting. More right like now. chocolate chip morsel. If we're going to, we're really going to dig into okay. it. I, yeah, I'm, no. not, I'm not trying to be contrary, no, but if we're I really going right. to dig into it, like <laughs> chocolate chip morsels is what I'm smelling. You're like a Toll House? Toll yeah. House. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But just the chips, not like the cookie. No, yeah. just the chips yeah. right out of the bag. Semi-sweet morsels i'm getting away from that chocolate now I'm more the malt's kind of opening up for me more i'm getting more of kind of a biscuity cracker not bread pudding like last time it's definitely a drier um still a sweet bread of sorts but kind of a drier formulation of it. yeah a little bit of a, a little bit maybe a raisin bread like a cinnamon raisin bread thing okay yeah, or um, maybe a little those, muffiny. Those Bella Via blueberry wafers that we have for breakfast. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. Of like yeah. Those kind of crackers. Oh, blueberry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Blueberry muffin, maybe. Yep. Actually, I think that's <laughs> a really good description, blueberry muffin. I don't even taste it yet, but. It's not wrong. Goes kind of sweet at the end, though, almost Ooh. a little bit saccharine. Yeah, it's 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 more. Uh, see, I'm gonna s- try to work some carbonation out of this because it it's too drying for me, mm. and um, I don't enjoy like the luscious hug of a barley wine as much because I feel like the carbonation might be scrubbing my tongue. Mm. Um, I think you might be right. There's little I can do. Like, I would rather the beer have more body. But one of the things we can do is if we yeah. swirl out some of the bubbles, it might not scrub as hard and it might come across more soft and sweet. Technically, what we're doing, for those who care about it, is we're agitating the beer considerably, what should allow more nucleation uh, to let so that the solution will let go of more of the carbon dioxide hmm. that is inside the solution. For all those who like a little bit of their science corner. That helped a lot for me. Yeah. Beer sticks around longer, doesn't get scrubbed off your tongue. I think it's It's just just like a blueberry muffin. It's not exactly what I hoped it would be, but it's a lot closer. A blueberry muffin that was baked in a barrel. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> now, now you're onto something. Because I was feeling the blueberry muffin thing, but but there was something else, and yeah, it, it's that woody, oaky yeah. thing that, that's also attached to here. And then I think it ends really sweet, like like almost like sweet and low, like right, like like an artificial sweet. Oh, now see, I don't get that. I'm not picking up on the artificial. I get way see, less it's, of it's it. Not, because... It's not the artificialness. It's the sweetness. Where because artificial sweeter is like a thousand times sweeter than sugar. It's the amount of sweetness, not okay, and, and not any chemical artificial. Okay. okay, okay. Yeah, there's a little like. Um, I guess woodiness, kind of like cedar. This I don't think this beer is barrel aged, um, but like in the flavor, from the way the malt's expressing itself and the way the dry finishes, it's almost like um, you know dry wood planks. There's almost like a cedary kind of thing, like almost imagining like looking on closet wall, you know that kind of thing. 
I think at least in the beginning, it's hot pretty well because it, 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 it's pretty balanced at the start. It's just that ending that seems to, I don't know, go too sweet for me. But I am thinking dates. Oh. No, yeah. Okay. Dates and chilled monkey brains. Temple of Doom, baby, for all those who don't get the reference. Turns out, one of the better Indiana Jones movies. (laughs) Who would have thought? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when the first three aired, the Temple of Doom would be one of the better ones. Right. I really like this. We have a few more of these. I think it. I think with these, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to cellaring some of these, you know, putting them away. Like oh, in dang it. Oh, we can drink them if you want. I, was I think just this saying, beer is we... cellaring a can gonna do anything? Sure. Why not? Especially if the oxygen infiltration is as high, uh, or the oxygen upon canning is as high as, you know, like we've had conversations with Craig in the past about how that's Mm. like the dirty little secret Mm. canning beers and things like that. So it it feels like if you're doing a can line, you should be putting nitrogen in there. I mean, you would presume they would have a curtain of CO2 Mm -hmm. on the beer. Or foam, cap it on, like how they cap on foam. So when Bottle and Lines bottle bottles, they fill the beer into the bottle. Beer's cold, and so it keeps it from foaming. But right before the cap goes on, they shoot a jet of CO2 down into the bottle to cause it to foam over. Yeah. And they throw the cap on the foam and crimp it down. So all the oxygen is purged by the foam pushing it out. That's how bottling lines have generally work, right? That's cool. And that's, a, that's cool. Just imagine that. Yeah. And um, I don't have as much experience up close and personal watching canning lines. Um, I presume instead of causing it to foam over, they would more so just put a blanket of CO2 down on the top of the beer before they, you know, like have a mm-hmm. little thing that kind of flows it out instead of jets it out. Uh, but I don't know. And uh, I'd be curious to know. Would you? Yeah. CO2 would, is heavier than air, right? So it should. It can make a, you can make a cushion, a blanket, yeah. a, 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 a jacket mm-hmm. is what it's generally called when you're doing things like welding and stuff. It's a ja- air jacket or gas jacket. We don't, that is really drinkable. I'm glad. I, I'm the first one to finish. Yeah. Awesome. Cheers. You want mine? Yeah. Sure, if you don't want it. You love it. Go for it. Ugh. Actually, here. I'm just a, a little saying bit it's can. a really good thing can. that. I, I was thinking when you said we needed to put some of these aside, I was, it was a good thing that I hadn't opened one of these already <laughs> because we wouldn't have one for the show. <laughs> now you're telling me you want to put some aside. Come, come, we can drink so. them. I just think that... We just I'd have to re- go back. I'd be really curious to see how this one ages. Yeah, and, and back to Greg's point, I, I, I don't have like success stories of aging canned barley wines. This would be the kind of first experiment to do that. So, Anybody want any more of this? Mm-mm-mm. No? All right. Yeah. Not that there's that much. All yours, you know, babe. Hey, I'll take it. All right. Definitely. So now we can't go into the next beer because Shannon's got a few ounces of beer. So. Oh, yeah. Talk about video games. or uh, Let's talk about Greg's T-shirt. 
Oh, this is a. I've had this teacher for a long time. I got it at Walmart, believe it or not. It's, <laughs> I get compliments on it all the time. It's it's like I don't know a cat with a big smalls pose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like gangster king. Yeah, kinda. it's got sunglasses on and a king, and but it's a cat. And yeah, no, it's just a it's a silly little shirt that people compliment about all the time. So I keep wearing it. It's so I like it. I like it. The shirt that I have that I get the most compliments on, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. So That's... when Four Seasons Total Landscaping happened, oh. it happened like on <laughs> Saturday guess, yeah, or yeah. Sunday, right? Uh-huh. So you've seen the shirt that I made mm-hmm. with my vinyl cutter and heat press and irons and stuff. So I made That's this iron the on. Day. So, that, <laughs> on the same day. On the same day. Because, yes. because we were working from home. And I have daily stand-ups every day, and I know the politics of my team, and I thought it would be the best to wear that on stand-up the next day. Because, sure, people made t-shirts, you could buy t-shirts, but you weren't going to have them that Monday. So I made the shirt. At 9.45 in the morning. Especially. I mean, you might made the have the night before. I know, oh. but nobody else is going to have one by 9.45 mm-hmm. a.m. Yeah. the next day. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I made a Four Seasons Total Landscaping shirt. It wasn't any of the fancy ones. Like there was ones with like, so in Philly, it happened in Philadelphia and the Philadelphia Flyers have this mascot called Gritty McNasty. Oh, that's that's the the icon that I use at work for my like avatar is is like a really close up of just like the eyes and the mouth. Okay, yeah. So so Gritty McNasty is this unhinged Muppet that the Flyers Mm -hmm. have because the Flyers have the Philadelphia fanatic, which is another weird mascot. So they came up with Gritty Phillies. I'm sorry, Phillies. Yes, the baseball team. And um, so Gritty McNasty is the hockey team's. mascot but on like like crazy left internet culture gritty has become a the socialist hero for the workers so like you know comrade gritty and stuff like that gross you don't know this i just think it's gross to 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 take something like that and you know turn it into especially like look I don't want to get too deep into politics, but if you're some sort of socialist thing, then to take a a, a character that's being used as a commercial thing and turn him into a a communist like thing, it just feels wrong from the from the start. But also, it just feels like just a, a, a weird kind of like attempted appropriation of popular culture. The memes are great. I'll show you some memes afterwards. Maybe I can. I'm not a fan of memes. (laughs) It has to be a really good meme for me to like it because I find that most memes are way too juvenile for me to really get. All right, all right. Well, all the listeners at home, check out the Comrade Gritty memes. See if you disagree. I love them. I mean, in an ironic way. It's not like um, like think that he's the way to um, you know overthrow the bourgeoisie or whatever. You know what's gritty? I like. Gritty's nuts. Gritty's nuts. Anyway, long story. Got into gritty because like the, a lot of the ones being sold were gritty on a lawnmower and stuff like that. I just made a text one. It said four seasons, four four seasons total landscaping, uh, and then I said in parentheses and conference center question mark, and then in like italicies underneath that it was right between the crematory and the adult bookstore. Yeah, I just love thinking about 
like how that happened because clearly like okay we need to do a press conference and get so the four let's get the four seasons and they called <laughs> just the first like four seasons that came up in i don't know what google like, search like the google search <laughs> and can we do a press conference on would you be you know do you have room for us to do press of conference course like, they do uh yeah sure, sure. Like, wait for how much like oh you know we'll give you, you know 10 grand and like yeah, okay, no problem. Yeah. And they're like, great. And then to like, yeah, let's send out everything. We're going to be at the Four Seasons. And then they like realize. <laughs> and then they probably call the actual Four Seasons. And the Four Seasons like, no, we don't have any space for you. This, it, what, tomorrow? No. It, it doesn't matter how much you're paying us. We just, we've got other clients. And also, this thing is sketchy anyway. We don't really want to be involved. And so they're like, uh, well, we. <laughs> We meant, the we meant to do it at the landscaping yeah. company. This was what we wanted. This to do. is right. what we planned all along. The funny thing is that it's been how many years since that happened? And we're still talking about it. And every single time you wear that shirt in yeah. public. It's, it's not hyperbole. Yeah. I, it's not literally true. But like 80% of the times I wear mm-hmm. that shirt out, I get a comment. Yeah. In a positive way. Yeah, yeah. Love the shirt. That's a great shirt. I mean, the other weird irony to me is, okay, that was, you know, such a big thing, and everybody knows about it, whatever side you're on, that I I always found it weird that 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 Trump is like to to people who like him a hero of the working class, even though he's a billionaire who clearly despises them. But also the you know, he chooses to do his his announcement at the four seasons, what working class, you know, hero is like, I'm going to do, I need to make sure I do my announcement at the four seasons. That's kind of nonsense, but everybody knows that this guy, that's what he wanted to do. Yeah. Oh, it's Trump's brand, right? Premium brand. Like, you know, if there's not a, why didn't he have it at Trump tower in New York city? Why'd it have to be in Philly? I don't get that. Yeah. I don't know. But. Well, no, I think because Pennsylvania was one of the states, right? So uh, it was contested. Yeah, it's definitely one of the yeah, states. Yeah, and, and particularly that that county, the county of Philadelphia is in. Is, is, yeah, he needed to. Yeah. So, but, but like still, just, yeah, I, very, very weird. I'm perplexed by it. Uh, uh you know, Nick, when I posted the thing about it, Nick said, what, are you surprised when I, when exactly. I talked about it? And I was like, no, I'm not surprised. I'm more perplexed by it. I was just going to say, are you shocked? Are you surprised at all? That just, just at confused. anything, at anything, just confused. Just, just like the man does. Just, just. I mean, we really the, shouldn't the go. The question is that he hasn't cratered and become a, just a laughing stock by 99% of the population. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. the perplexing That part. is, definitely. Right. But this is, I mean, this is a very clear example. Of how sad. Of how religion starts. This, <laughs> not wrong. No. He's not wrong. Hello. <laughs> My name is... <laughs> So we're finishing up with unbeknownst. <laughs> I'm sorry. From Oxbow Beer. Uh, this is a... Uh, a is it Oxbow or Oxbow? Because I pronounce it Oxbow. 
Bow. Okay. Ox bow. Bow. Could be bow. It could be, but I. That's an like interesting ox question. I mean, it's bow. a it's a thing. Ox bow, ox bow is a noun for river thing. I think. Jeff, we have to go back and we have to ask them. Or we could just see what the proper what the noun is. But yes, no, I think no, we just need to go back, go back to Portland. One thing that my nearly forty seven years on this earth has taught me is that pronunciation. Don't worry about it. Don't I'm get, worried about, don't it. Get, about it. I don't need over, to go back and find out. Don't get over confused about it because it changes all the time. Can we just settle on the fact that we need to go back and find yes, out? Yes, we can. We can do that. I mean, should, it sounds like a long trip. Profitable. Profitable? How? Well, okay, maybe. Not. <laughs> How are you going to make money on this one? <laughs> okay. Profitable for Oxbow. Yeah, profitable um, for people we're paying money to. A, U paste, a U-shaped piece of wood placed under and around the neck of an ox with its upper ends in the air. What are of you the yoke. reading? What an oxbow. What if you're it's bowing the, before an ox? Well, who does that? I don't know, but if, you, I, you know, then it's an ox bow, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Suppose. So there is. There was a golden calf in the yeah. Bible. So I know, um, there's. Yeah. <laughs> so an oxbow is also a river feature, but it's it's named the river feature is named after the the thing that the yoke because it's shaped like a yoke where you have basically. I'm I'm going to try to do this with words so the listeners know, but you have a river that has a curve that comes around almost 100, more than 180 degrees. So the two pieces of the river are narrower than where the curve is, mm-hmm. right? Can I see the picture? Sure. If I can, I can't really turn. No, so like, I don't it, need to like, turn. It, I just it's need like to a, a crescent, but uh, more. Okay. Like a bigger crescent. It's like a super curve the where the river the almost comes back to mm-hmm. touch itself. And then like the apex of the curve is wider than the narrowest part of the isthmus of the land. Um, it's an oxbow uh, or oxbow. Haven't, there's not a pronunciation. It's oxbow. Or Come on. Oaks it's oxbow. Bow, or, no, it's oxbow. Or oz. Yeah, oz, ozbow. 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 You can for, tell that forget a booted. we're um, All right. five so, drinks so in on, the, on the, six. So the the name of this is spelled out weirdly in ter- on there, but they're all oxbow-like features or close to it. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 ellipsi- they're elliptical. Elliptical. You are very observant, Mr. Royce. Uh, for, for the record, most of the labels of oxbow ruin you can't easily read the name of the <laughs> beer uh, the colors are just so disjointed if you don't have full color vision god have mercy on your soul trying to read these <laughs> and um, i, mean, I kind of clocked it right away but that's you know you have, you have, I have good eyes you have special eyes he's special with his eyes um but yeah all of 47 them, years old no glasses all of You're them lucky. are uh Difficult to read. This one, like I knew, I saw most of the letters, but this B that looks like a three, I couldn't. It does. It really looks like a three. That kept me from figuring out what it was. But it's called Unbeknownst. And it is a barely farmhouse ale with honey. Oh, I wrote bur- ur- <laughs> Production time was 48 months. Uh, enjoy within five years. Unbeknownst? 
It really is a farmhouse show. Like, there's a lot of these have been, you know, in, in the in Get the used farm. to it, buddy. It's going to be the rest <laughs> of the refrigerator. Unless you bring, and get used to it, everybody else who happens bring, to be listening. Bring your own. <laughs> I mean, we can just drink, Shannon and I can just drink these off the air if you want. Yeah, we, we could say that. I'm not complaining. I'm just, I, I'm pointing out. I really thought that we were going to have to run a U-Haul. <laughs> to bring everything back, <laughs> well, a trailer. Like, we have no, it's no them. joke. I still we, don't have all all the beers that I brought back. Still don't fit in the fridge. No. Wow. They're still well, great. Each show, I put more beers in the fridge, but there's still some sitting out in this in the basement. Yeah. Well, I got to bring over more treats then too. <laughs> <laughs> I brought over a uh, a bit of a, a brisket that I made. Yeah, I can't wait to try yeah. that because I. People who may not be paying total attention, uh, Shannon loves brisket. Greg loves brisket. I prefer pork barbecue. I just haven't had brisket that has changed my mind on that, right? That's because you're... F- oh, well. I will say this I, wasn't my best brisket I made. It's not... I don't think it's bad. I'm not going to use this as my sole deciding yeah. arbiter. And it, but w- and it was frozen a bit, so I don't know how that's going to change Totally it. looking forward to try it. I, I want... I want my mind changed. I want you to expose me to the brisket. They'd be like, oh, I get Texas now. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't have an outside thing I can use a smoker, so I'm using sort of artificial smoking methods. Oh, okay. Uh, and I'm trying to dial it in. Well, why haven't we used your brisket recipe technique with I, our smoker, well, and, I don't and, know because it's not like I do anything a day, special. It's like, I just it's just low and slow, and any and you put a rub I mean, you want. I can it, make there's nothing special. I do. I can make brisket. Oh it's yeah. Just, if I'm the one prepare, like I'm going to ten times out of ten prefer prefer to put the work into a pork shoulder than a brisket. And so, but if we work together and make a brisket, we'll make a brisket. I the think, problem is a brisket I think takes we need a day. To do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like a literal day it takes twenty four hours to get a brisket. Mm-hmm. So, how long do you do you like have to make? Do you? Sorry, I'm stuttering. Um, do you smoke it? Like, do you have to maintain it each of the twenty four hours, or do you wrap it after like half the time and just let it, you know, Six. marinate? So this one I actually wrapped, and it didn't take any less time. So, but so, but you didn't have to, to stay awake twenty four hours when, and, and babysit it do, every hour. Well, you don't have to do that anyway. All right. So here's my pork shoulder recipe. Mm-hmm. Right? Is um, the day before I will take it out of the plastic, the cryo pack, and I will do a, a dry it off and put a rub on it, and I will wrap it back up, um, and then let that sit for eight hours or so. And then in the morning, I'll bring up my smoker. My smoker is a super simple smoker. It doesn't have a temperature dial or anything. It's just either plugged in or it's not plugged in. Um, And I have usually hickory smoke. I make a mop with vinegar and brown sugar and pepper flakes and other things and pepper and salt and whatever. And I put the pork shoulder on the smoker. I'll mop it every 45 minutes for... Four sessions. I'll do four mops. After that, there's enough smoke on it that I will wrap it in foil and then just let it go until an hour before it's time to eat. So I'll let it go for another four or five, six hours, whatever. It it doesn't seem to matter. Once it's wrapped in foil, a couple layers of foil, it 
you keep the moisture. It doesn't, you don't get any appreciable drying and you get like maximum, um, dissolving of any of the connective tissues and stuff like that. So that's my simple recipe, but I don't, I have found no need to change it because it's really freaking good. It is really, really, really good. So the best brisket I ever had was our mutual friend, Brian made it and it was, uh, like Brian, which Bashaw. Bashaw. Oh, okay. Uh, I wondered if it was no, the one I, I know. Oh, no. I mean, you may have passed tra- pa- cross paths at the very beginning. He was one of the sales guys in Houston. Okay. Anyway. But, so he made this um, in during Extra Life in, in like Damien's Smoker. And uh, it took like 18 hours, but when it came out, it had this incredible crust on it, and it was so smoky and delicious. It was so good. Um, and he did it just basically low and slow, and then I think at the end, he pumped up the heat just a bit. To crust it, yeah. The best one I've made is not that one, but it was one that I basically put a rub on. In fact, it was Woolies rub. Woolies mm-hmm. rub um, with also an extra little bit of salt and pepper. And just let it go. Put a thermometer in it and just let it go on 220 for, and I think it took like 13 hours. Mm. The This one took, I wrapped it when I got home from the show. Okay. It was already at like 166. 160 is kind of where it is the stall. So I thought that by by rubbing it, by, by, by wrapping it, it would just... Maybe I wrapped it before I left. I forget exactly what it was, but I wrapped it at some point, and then it took longer. It took like twenty seven, twenty eight hours before it finally hit its. Oh, jeez. Okay. I don't know what what happened, but then also the the bark was like wet, mm-hmm. so I I put it in under like in three fifty for like twenty minutes to to, to solidify mm-hmm. the bark. I just showed Greg. Uh, I've been using this rub for my pork. It's a local place made here. I think it's here in Penn Hills. Uh, Uncle Jammy's. Um, I used to make my own rub from, you know, some recipe online. And one time I found this at the local place, like the the local items at the supermarket. I'm like, let's give that a try. And it's cheap. It's, it's really it works good. well. Uh, so That's why now, I like the Wally's one. It's cheap. It yeah. works well. There's, uh, there's not I, – I don't – I'm not a – I don't think you have to like you have to have your your own ingredients like no if you find something that works use it yeah uh, and and the bark on on the Woolies one is I think pretty good not as spicy as this one because this I can definitely sp- smell the cayenne mm-hmm. yeah but it smells really good he has different you know, this is the River City rub um, he has different ones uh, haven't gone through the whole bunch this one seems like the one that's most makes sense for pork so. I want that one, but but brisket is my. Favorite. I love brisket. If I go to like, there's this place in my hometown in Florida that I go to, um, and it's a barbecue place, mm-hmm. so they have everything, every option. I I'm gonna choose the brisket. I'm going to choose. The brisket. I think you can get a better every cut time. Of you cannot go wrong. It's it's so good. It, the the only problem with brisket is if you don't do it low and slow, it turns yeah. out like a roast. Yeah, you you've 
talking. Yeah. If you're if you don't know what you're doing, mm-hmm. you're you're gonna fail making a brisket for yeah. sure. I yeah. love it though. And, and if the it, roast if it's is fine, right, but it's not a brisket. No, it, it, it's no, it's not the same thing at all. So you just you, uh, yeah. So like I I would say you know, this method of of attempting you know to use artificial smoke is just my way of like okay I live in an apartment what am I gonna do? Uh, so it, it's I'm trying different methods, and I think I actually got more smoke flavor in this time, but I still don't think it. I think that the wrapping was a bad choice. So I'm I'm just you know nailing in my technique. The problem is, of course, every time I cook a brisket, it's going to cost me seventy bucks or you know, yeah, so. for sure. But I get an amazing piece of meat afterwards that I can use for a week. So, and then we can. Read the benefits later. Like, yeah, then, yeah. Then, then if I manage to be like, okay, uh, remember to save some. <laughs> All right. So this oxbow has been sitting in our glasses. And yeah, it should be good. And and uh, so this is a lighter color. So I would say. Well, it's darker than the Hill Farmstead. Yes, Anna and so this what one is Archibald. No, Armored Arthur. It looks like an Arthur Palmer. So the main thing about this no. one was it was a five hundred yeah. milliliter bottle instead of a seven fifty. So I poured. The entire thing, including the hazy, cloudy, yeasty bits at the bottom. So we have that. where with Which the they're show, sitting on the top now. Yeah. And the post-show, when we drink the rest of Anna and Arthur, we'll get more of the cloudy stuff super, super clear. I figured since this one is the, you know, funky oxbow thing, let's put some of the the mm-hmm. the, the funky bits in. Mm-hmm. The aroma. What the is funk? that? There is this... What? It's it's a uh, thistle or it's um thistle. Hmm. I know it. I I know what you're getting at. Thistle, leather, dusty. Uh, now I'm pulling leather. Definitely leather. Yeah. But there's this like this like uh, there's a vegetal thing there. There's too. an herbaceous or spice or um yeah spice note to what that is leather. The spice though. Time. Time. Now I want to go pull the time Maybe. out. I don't know if it's something time. herby. The entire dry. time we've been talking about meats and stuff, I've been smelling this, and there's that thing. Rosemary? No. No, no. it's definitely there's not rosemary. This thing that's off the edge of the leather woody thing. Time. I think it's time. It might let me go grab the time. Uh, yeah. Although the time it was old, might be you, past you'll its still time. Be able to get some, of the, some, some of the uh we'll, we'll aromatic. Work. We'll work at it. Let me get it. It almost, I don't know if you have marjoram. Yeah. Uh, we do, probably. It's one of those spices in there that I have no idea what to do with. What do you do with marjoram? Uh, it turns out to be amazing. I think it, it's got, it it's just has this punchiness. It's really good. What do you, what do you use it on? Like, where's your go-to? That jar is it's a like little too resiny. Completely for empty. <laughs> Look at little, that. I mean, it's... A, God knows. I know the aroma. Oh, it is empty. Completely empty. Why do we have an empty jar of so-called time? Jar because you can use it for something. Well, we're trying to buy more time. (laughs) (laughs) Who isn't right? See, now you're catching on to those jokes I've been telling you. There's (laughs) in the Facebook reels. There's this thing that it's my guilty pleasure. It's shame. It's these two guys sitting on a dock drinking coffee. And they tell these. I'm gonna. They tell these deadpan dad jokes. Like, uh, what do you call a nun?
who sleepwalks? Uh, a nuncicle. I don't know. A Roman Catholic. <laughs> okay. Sure. Sure. Why not? Um, I mean, I smiled. Oh, I, smiled. I have a real knack for knowing what's inside presents. It's a gift. Terrible. No. Terrible. No. It's terrible, isn't it? It's, it's good. It's so good. No. Okay. G- give me. Give me some more. I. I, kinda, I really Google, enjoy this. Is Google or a man or a woman? Is Google a man or a woman? It's a woman because you can't get a sentence out without suggesting something. That's not a dad joke. That's just a. Uh, okay. Well, they're yeah. not dad jokes, but they're the. No. That's not a dad joke. Puns. That's just a a dumb and misogynist joke. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. I can't find the marjoram. Jeff, go see if you my, can find my, it. There's labels on everything. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not, not positive we have it. My wife. Um, my wife. My, my, my wife. wife violently ripped the covers off of me last night. <laughs> this is a true story. I will recover. It reminds me of an old joke I remember reading in, in a in a kid's book when I was like, I don't know, maybe 13. We were reading this kid's book of jokes. It was terrible. And then there was one joke that made us crack up just, just the setup. <laughs> and the setup is, my dad beats me up every morning. That's the setup to the joke. My dad beats me up every morning. We were cracking up. Like, what the hell kind of joke is that? And the end is, he gets up at six, I get up at seven. <laughs> Those are the jokes that this this yeah. Oreo plays. And I'm like, oh, that's corny, but kind of cute. And now it's like, oh, a new one. I got to see what these jokes are. It's like, I'm, it, it's very kind of like guilty you know, pleasure. It's got that yeah. I, I asked I Sam to sing me a song about the iPhone, and then Sam sung. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> no! You're tearing me apart. <laughs> okay, I'm done with the. Okay. Joke. Like I said, guilty pleasure. Should where's, like where's that tearing me apart? Oh, oh, good news. Good news. I. Have quit Justified City Primeval. You've quit. Okay, I've good. Quit. Yeah, um, so you, you got fed up, and you're just like, "This is not." There's worth like, it. yeah, four episodes. Not gonna watch them. So you should be proud of me. I quit. I'm proud. I am proud. Yeah, because that's something that you have trouble doing. How? Do you still watching Survivor? No. Okay, but it took you thirty something seasons. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. All right. So. I haven't tasted this. To be clear, I do think Survivor is an excellent show, an excellently designed show, an excellently made show. I just think it's the same thing over and over again. And I I felt just the tension of watching it got too much for me. And also there's an artificial bit to the editing that really kind of overwhelmed me. But I do think that it's a very artfully done show and it is like... I am very, very impressed by that they took this concept and made it as and and, and really worked it. Yeah, no, they found a formula that works that does that can run during the writer strikes mm-hmm. and uh, multiple now. It's survived yeah. many writer strikes. 
Um, and that there's a fundamentally great concept behind it and a great game there. The, the game. We're talking about Survivor. Okay. The, I, was, the I, I just walked that, back into the show, the, the episode, and I didn't to, know what you were talking about. So. <laughs> it's, it's, like a, it's like a Peloton, a bike race Peloton. Like, where do you need to be in the Peloton to win? Mm. You know? It's like that because... Or a if, horse racing like that. Like, you know... If you go in too hot, you're going to burn out early. Right. Um, you have to play all these strategies and different social dynamics. Oh, it's, it is so good because it's such a dynamic backstabbing yeah. game. And like some people try to, to, to play it straight and like form a strong alliance, but the alliance crumbles and, you know, the, the, the thief always wins, you know, like, but not, but not always. always. Yeah, but not always. Like, it, and, and, the people who generally play it best are the, the people who are really students of it, mm-hmm. who've really like studied and and figured out some way to either really play the game extraordinarily well or to exploit something that somebody else hasn't thought of yet. But then you're also in a very stressful situation. Yes. With scant resources and whatnot, unlike Big Brother or something mm-hmm. where it's just social dynamics and uh, it's such a good game. All right. So what is the flavor in this beer? It's the same thing that's in the aroma. It's this weird complex thing that gooseberries? I kind of think gooseberries. It's tomato. Whatever it is, I don't care for it. No. No. I don't know what that you're not getting it is to not a fan. Tomaco. <laughs> Tomaco. No, no, there's oh, a kind there's of a, kind of joking, kind of not. There's this like earth, like this tobacco-y thing. But there's there a too. big umami tomato hit there. There's you know salt up a really not sour tomato, or even a sour one, and you'll get this. Okay. I don't. Have... It is a tomato paste. We have tomatoes. Do we need to salt up a tomato? Bring one out. I think that, I think that's what's here. What I think trying? this is. I thought you didn't want it. You said well, you hated I thought it. You were... there. I'm still trying to. I mean, I've had two sips, so I'm still trying to analyze. I thought it, you so were like he just took my whole. I gave you room to pour something you liked, but okay. No, it's fine. Um... <laughs> I don't get you guys sometimes. <laughs> Anyway, back to the beer. So, yeah, like get some. If you do, you have some tomatoes. Yeah. Where where are they? They're hiding. They're hiding. Yeah, it's definitely deep umami. It, it and and yeah, I still think tomato. I I can Yeah. I think you're on to something. I'm not a big I mean I'm a big tomato fan. Well Oh, that's what I was gonna say. But I am, but I'm not. I mean, I'm not gonna slice up a tomato and just eat it like we're about to do. I'll with salt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's not what I do normally. I will soak it in like I don't know Italian dressing. That's exactly it's, what it is. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, 
Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Has to get back to it. That's why I don't like it. I mean, actually, I've never salted the tomato. The, the, no, there, there's extra stuff there, but the, yeah, no, the umami thing is totally tomato, and the and the the acidity is right in line mm-hmm. with the tomato acid. And then there's that spicy thing, that ground imported, you know, from the West in East Indies, you know, kind of spice thing that's in there. Yeah, maybe a little clovey or or hmm. or all spicy or something like that. Yeah, something I would, like that. All spice, maybe. And then that's like the core, and then it goes into more traditional things that are my mm-hmm. that are in my vocabulary of dry leather, and granite, you know, kind of minerally stuff like that. But especially this tomato aftertaste is just mm-hmm. matching this exactly. Yeah. It's different. I'll give it that. It's unbeknownst. Definitely different. Okay. That's disappointing for me because... Well, I mean, because the last time well, the Oxbow was Oxbow. Yeah. Oxbow. We have a lot more Oxbow, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to have some more winners and some more losers mm. for sure, so... Wow, 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 are very nice. <laughs> Um, Allagash and Oxbow is probably the, and are probably, well, easily the top three or Hill Farmstead, Allagash and Oxbow are ones that we brought home. We have a quantity of beers from those guys. Mm. All right. So we're going to rock, paper, scissors for who goes first. Oh, goodness. No. No. Okay. Sure. But I'm not playing. <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> then you lose and you go first. No, I lose and I go last. No, that's not how it oh, works. Dang. Hmm. I don't like this game. So for me, this is interesting because there isn't last luck last week it was hard to pick a loser. This week it's hard to pick a winner. Mostly enjoyable, but none of them are like, what? Um Yeah. And how are we gonna pick a fucking Mary Kill on this one? Because Oh, well, that's that doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> don't overthink it, man. I don't even want to go there. Well, too late. We've already added it to our canon. We don't have to. We do once it's part of the canon. No, you know, we're the writers. Yeah, no, listen. And the producer. It was at this moment that he knew he <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got my order. It's going to be surprising to everybody. I think I am going to put. I'm going to change this one little thing. I'm going to put the hearth and homestead of um, Bellflower in last place. It is a hard luck loser. It's not deserving of being last place. The reason I put it in last place is because I had to work out all that carbonation to get it to where I enjoyed it. It wasn't packaged the right way. And even after I worked out the carbonation, I still wanted more softness. Mm -hmm. I wanted that Sabago from last week. You know, that. Yeah. And maybe that's not fair, but. Life isn't fair. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to put the unbeknownst in second to last place. This one is curious. Um, yeah. I like it. I don't know why I like it. I don't love it. Um, 
Might be good to cook with. Could be. Cook what? Oh, Pasta. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Make this into a sausage. Totally. Instead of adding wine to your marinara sauce that you're uh-huh. making. Yeah. 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 That earthy, that earthly nugget that's in there, whatever the fuck that is, I, I find it intriguing, and I can't, I can't let go of it. So I have to, I have to be like, okay, I like the nugget, whatever wow. the hell that is. I'm gonna put the needles in uh, fourth place from Allagash. I think I got the hard luck on the stratification. I mine wasn't as vibrant as yours. Even after we blended, I still was not picking up barrel. Maybe I'm just not in the mood to pick up rum barrels tonight, but. Um, mm-hmm. what I liked on it is that sour brune kind of thing. Um, thought it was good. I, I had high expectations when I picked this bottle up off the shelf at Allagash and saw rum barrel. I wanted it to bring the rum barrel. I don't think it brought the rum. Bar- I, I don't think anyone, they could taste rum barrel, but I don't think they thought it brought rum. Mm-hmm. Barrel. I'm going to put the Anna in. Yeah, I'm going to stick with this. In in third place, um, it had that grapey thing that was kind of that nugget uh, in front of all the farmhouse stuff. Um, The Motueka dry hop was kind of playing in there as a stone fruit. The Arthur in second place, I like this one quite a bit as a drinker. Really confounding on how to describe it eloquently in lots of words. And, uh, you know, I don't expect this will be a popular choice amongst the team tonight i'm gonna put the dinner in first place i i'm a hophead i don't know i really enjoyed how it was that kind of old school juicy resiny hop flavor i thought greg complained that it didn't bring the malt that it needed i thought it did um it could have easily been down a couple places had any of these farmhouse beers been outstanding. But since they ended up where they are, I'm going to put the dinner in first place. Okay. Well, okay. Go what ahead. You for it? Let me grab a picture mm-hmm. real quick before. Yeah. All Get right. a picture. Right. I'll reorganize my bottles in that. Don't say Yens. Y'all. It's what I do. No, say y'all. Say, hey, you can talk to everyone. So I'm not. I, I've I've ceased being precious about language. All right, I got my photograph. Photograph. Picture right. hat. Hand over those beers so I can put it into, into an order. In sweet, sweet order. All right, talk amongst yourselves while I figure myself. I'm handing the bottles over to Greg gently and delicately. There's because not much room on this have... tiny kitchen table that we have. Oh, we need to. We need more space. Well, bigger table give us less room to sit around it. So that's no, I'm not. I'm talking about space in general. In this, no. in that, maybe we'll have a studio in Tori's room once she moves out for good. <laughs> you hear that, Tori? Get out. <laughs> uh, okay. Other things that are going on. Um, I, you know, brought back all those freaking IPAs, and they were all four packs and things like that. We brought yeah. back 16 cans of Crusher from yeah. the Alchemist. So I have been like, I, I have to drink beer every night so I can drink these IPAs before they lose bad. their edge, right? And we just got through that. So, like, I'm kind of looking forward to be like, all right, everything that we have can chill for the next show the next later not we're not like the clock we're not isn't pressured ticking. to the clock isn't ticking so i'm kind of like okay now i 
can. And yeah, did I have to buy all those beers? No. When you're, I I'm oh. kind of guilty of ordering all those crushers. Oh, those were the best order. Not yeah. complaining about the crushers. Um, Greg, would you like to know how many breweries we stopped at on our trip? What's the number? What Fine, do you, like just what take you, a guess. We finally you've heard us talk. Take a guess on a number. We finally added them up last night. Twenty-four, forty-two. Uh, th- my the first number. I mean, like you, you had the number. Sounds ridiculous, right? Yeah. <laughs> Who would do thirty-eight breweries? Stupid. No, forty-two. We, what in seventeen days? Forty-two. In 17 days, though. Oh, my. (laughs) And we still managed to hike over 50 miles. I mean, good, because you drank a lot of beer. Yeah, we did. Well, I mean, some of those we had, like, one beer and got the heck out. You know? It was more of a, let's check it off. We'll have one. Okay, it's all right. Catching for beers. So, for the beers, for the places you stayed at, what's what's the number? Oh, Oh, well, they they all count. I mean... But yeah. like, but those those breweries that like, if you count, if you discount the ones, you're like one beer, like yeah. That's I don't know. I don't have that. Okay. It's no, probably right. thirty five. <laughs> okay, not oh. much less. There right. weren't too many stinkers. No. I, I, you sure it's not? It's over nine thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I I want. I probably could share it. I have on my Google Maps. I have a list of every brewery mm-hmm. that um. I'm sorry, Shannon, I predate you that I've been to. And I was trying to make, like, back in the day when we were doing our travels, I was mm. trying to hunt those down. Some of them, like, aren't there anymore, so it's hard to star those ones. Sure, <laughs> but, sure. Uh, All right. Um, Take a picture of your... Uh... So the last lawyer? I... Are you, or what am I? Going to put... The Hearth of Homestead in last place, because, it was, yeah, I felt that, that sweetness at the end kind of hurt it for me and the dinner had that sulfuriness that kind of hurt it for me i want to express again like just like you said none of these were bad mm-hmm. although the hearth of the homestead i probably think is not worth my sobriety in in rec in in retrospect like in just i just think that 12.5 is a lot to ask for this kind of sweetness uh, next, I so this is a weird thing, but I'm gonna put the Anna, the, the two honey ones. Uh, I'm gonna put the Anna next and the unbeknownst in front of it. I kind of like the unbeknownst for what's for the weirdness of it, for for the the interesting stuff going on, and the Anna. I felt like it was kind of Arthur plus, but I've put in the author in second place because I do think the Arthur was. St- interesting because it was something new and like you could base a new style on that. And that was really kind of cool, but it was also hard to figure out because you could base a new style on that. And so that's kind of weird. Um, it was a good drinker. It had really interesting stuff going on, but not interesting enough. I think needles comes in the first place. Cause I, you didn't get the rum so much. I did. I liked it. I liked the rum that was there. But there's nobody here who just was like standing above anybody else. These are all pretty close. The only one I would say 
isn't so much worth it as Hearth of the Homestead only because it's 12.5. That was down to like, I don't know, nine. Then I would say, yeah, go for it. At 12.5, I think it's a little much to ask just because of the sweetness, the okay. over the over sweetness that I got. Okay. Take a picture. And, and probably last week, your top beer would have come in uh, fourth or fifth place. You know, so like this show is definitely behind last week's. So I don't know how much you remember, Greg, right? The Sabago was amazing. Uh-huh. The, uh huh. This is actually a picture of your ranking. Uh, then it was the Oxbow, the Nine Wild, then the Cheese, and then the Beardu Capage. Uh huh. And then the Rye IPA. So, like, where would you put needles in that listing? In front or behind the Rye IPA, the beard? Do you remember the Ducapage at all? The, uh, yeah, the, the top beer from this week, yeah, it would have been, uh, yeah, fourth or fifth, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, there were so many other things that were, last week was just a, a bunch of really stellar stuff that all jumped, a lot of it, I guess, jumped. I'm trying to remember everything, but... <laughs> Bellflower Saison was in your one, two, three, four, fifth place beer, then Definitive Stainless uh, IPA, and then the Mass Riot was last place. By the way, it's not often that we're going to be doing every week show. It just so happens that the, the schedule's worked out. So, uh, I'm just, I mean, I, the, I, I don't want to make this part of canon. It was just more of like, yeah, this show was a fine show. The beers were fine beers, but in like, expressiveness in like memorability your top beer my top beer is like yeah fifth place Mm -hmm. of last week's show you know and that's the that's the nature you know when you do a million shows like we have a million yeah yeah you're going to 512 bites worth of shows you're gonna find that the way you judge things has a tendency towards it and has certain rules and uh, you got to follow those rules if you want to be a winner. All right. My turn. All right. Um, last place, I'm going to have to go with the uh, unbeknownst. Tomato. So, you know, sorry. Don't be sorry. I think we're opposites. I didn't put in first place. Oh, okay. I thought you'd. No, sec- uh, second. I don't, I don't remember. I'm not I, first. I, it was way above mine. Okay. Anyway, there, there's a sorry, I didn't want to interrupt, but but I do have to interrupt just for this because there's a very old movie called Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, and it's kind of a dumb movie. It's a really dumb movie, but there's one part that's funny where a, a guy is in like a huge crowded room and he just says tomato and everyone runs away. I remember really laughing at that, at least when I watched it when I was a kid. So, Shannon, I put it in fifth place oh, for the place. record. I'm so. sorry. Yeah, uh, stop stop disparaging right. my so, character. All right. Last I don't like is. them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Do you so, understand that? Are we done yet? All right. Last place I said unbeknownst. Um, next to that, I am going to have to go with the dinner from Main Beer. Um... I'm sorry. It, it's I know it's a double IPA. I'm a big IPA fan, but I'm a big doesn't mean like every IPA. She doesn't like the resiny West Coast it, it was, one. It was much. too resiny oh, for really? me. Really, you thought it was resiny? I just thought it was sulfury. I, well, sulfury and resiny. 
I got both and I'm I wasn't a big fan, so yeah. I I have to anyway, moving on. Um then I'm going to have to go and this is really hard again like last week because I mean, these were really good beers and and it's really hard for me to to do this to rank them. So, but I'm going to go with Arthur. Um very drinkable and and I enjoyed it, but I Unfortunately, it's just, you know, up against a lot of really good beers. And then um, in third place, I'm going with the Anna. Um, uh, just had a little more intensity to it mm -hmm. than the Arthur did. Yes, it definitely was louder. Yeah. yeah. Um, second place, I'm going with Needles from Allagash. I really enjoyed that one. Um, I like that that rum barrel. You really felt it. I mean, I I, I don't know where Jeff's coming from where he didn't taste the rum at all. The, I think that's where the one that I, – is that the one you placed last? Or no. 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 This is the – yeah, our first and last are opposites. I don't I, – but I really, really enjoyed that one. Um and then in first place, I'm going to have to go Hearth of the Homestead, which is against both of you. Hey, you I know, you, you really didn't like You have your own team. That's your own thing. I just really enjoyed that blueberry muffin baked in that oak barrel. I think it goes to show that, I mean, it's a roll, it's a roll of dice. These beers were all solid beers. Yes. <laughs> You know, what we missed tonight was like oh, a drooly delicious beer or something that was like, wow, that's intriguing. That's new. That's something. Where Where is this going? What am I? What can I find here? All right. So uh, I guess we got to do our MFKs now. Yes. Um, that's funny. <laughs> we were like an hour into the show an hour ago. I'm like, oh, we're making good time. This show is not going to be crazy long. And now we're two hours and five minutes. Are we seriously? <laughs> yes. We don't know how to do a 45-minute show anymore. That's, Wait a minute. That's, that's because we, we actually talk about stuff now. Yeah. You're right. You're totally right. And there's three. Three's a crowd, you know. I don't want to change it. I mean, I would if we could shorten the show without making it feel constricted, I would like to do that. But... We can't do six beers if you want to do that. I know. I, I get you. I, I don't know what the answer is. I like, I, I love the time that we have. Mm -hmm. I just worry that people are going to be like 120 minutes. Yeah, no, <laughs> thanks. Uh huh. Well, look, I, I, I say this, listeners, I love you. If you don't want to listen, that's fine. But also, if you really have an opinion on it, tell us on Discord. Yeah. Exactly. Say, hey, listen, we really enjoy your show, but you need to shorten it. Mm -hmm. Cut it in half. Tell us. Yeah. Tell us. We That's get that fine. feedback. I am we going like to marry Arthur. I am going to fuck. Oh. Um, How progressive of you to marry Arthur. Not, all I see is deliciousness. Um, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What, what am I going to fuck? I am going to fuck. Mm. Who am I going to fuck? Uh, dinner. That's the, that's the question, right? That's gonna, kind of life's biggest question. Gonna fuck dinner. And that's what forty-two I am is the going answer to. to kill. 
Hearth and the Homestead. That's why. That's fighting words. We're not compatible, apparently, <laughs> for the first time ever. All right. All right. Well, that and go cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do, do, do. Um, do, do, do. <sighs> Yeah, all right. So, um, I'm going to fuck needles because uh, that rum thing is good. You know, the, this girl's wild. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when she gets her needles in the. Yeah, you wouldn't, I mean, not, not, a, not a keeper, but fun, fun in the sack. Yeah, I'm gonna marry Arthur because it's steady, consistent, and and there's something there. There's something there that's like very pretty, and I don't mind being around. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, Arthur Hummus said, "Fuck you." Hmm. All right, you're dead. Execute order sixty six. I'm going to. Mary Needles just because I don't want to get tired of fucking <laughs> your <good mom>. hearth <laughs> of the homestead. <laughs> and then I'm going to kill the uh, unbeknownst. Oh. Makes uh, sense. That 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 follows. Nope. All right. That was episode 200 and 12, 500, 500, 201, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, it's or stick stick season season look season it's been too much alcohol my opinion about music is terrible so don't listen to me um yeah it speaks to my soul because i my heart's still in new england but this is really country to me no it's folk it's folk this one is this one yeah if you were just listening to this one i could see this bridge yeah is kind of natural yeah Go to, go to his uh, <laughs> song. Um, well, anyway. Oh, this is probably the. We could probably do the, the app. Weird though. USB bug. <laughs> it's back, baby. Yeah, he's my musical soulmate. He actually replied to my comment on you Facebook last week. Ha! Look at her. Like, I guess I gotta give her a hall pass if he's interested, right? <laughs> I'm a top fan on Facebook. <laughs> I remember, I forget the comedian, but it was like, yeah, so my wife chose a hall pass. She chose, like, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, I know, yeah. And, and so I chose, you know, Fran from across the street, the babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> the really sad thing is, this guy, he's younger than my middle child so uh, still still a fuck that's Except he's blown up right now he's hey, huge, the whole so. pass is not I gotta marry this person it's just, <laughs> it's just it's a fun fuck right yeah okay 
All right, everybody. Thanks. Thank Join you. Discord. Right on the website, you can find the link. Hot tie, trunk, hot tie, trunk, hot tie for you.